listening to Chillin' Grace, the lifestyle podcast for women disrupting the norm by chilling in their truth and gracefully inspiring others to do the same. As a certified coach who works with successful women to disrupt the norm by trusting themselves with what they want for their life, it's always been super important for me to showcase women doing just this. We all deserve to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, and to know we aren't alone when what we want for our life may seem too big, too different, or too weird. Thank you for tuning in, and let's get to it. Hey, y'all. This is Holly Crevo, host of Chill and Grace. I am thrilled that you have chosen today to tune into this podcast, because today's episode is going to look completely different than previous episodes, and I am so excited for you to experience it. Today's episode is an idea I've had in my mind for a couple of months, and I am so excited to bring it into fruition. So I'm a huge podcast listener, and one of my favorites is Esther Perel's Where Should We Begin? Esther is a Belgian psychotherapist, and on her podcast, she showcases real-life couples counseling sessions. As a coach, I appreciate her questions, her technique, her compassion, while also her ability to really, really listen and hone in on the real issues. Spoiler alert, they're rarely the issues that the couple comes to her for, and I've seen this in coaching as well. Which leads me to today's episode. Her show has really inspired me to showcase coaching in the same way. Coaching is incredibly powerful. One session can literally transform your life. It's about discovering what's inside of you and giving you the safe place to explore it. It's being open and transparent with yourself. It's being held accountable for what you want by investing and dedicating resources to make your life work for you. You really have to see it and experience it to see the true value, which is why I taped a session to showcase today. Today's episode, I taped a couple weeks ago, and I taped it with um, somebody I had met. This is our first session, and her name is Tamika, and she's battling something that it's an estimated 70% of individuals faced, the imposter syndrome. I know I've worked with it. I use past tense. I still work on it. And I know many of you out there, especially women, have worked through this. So I was incredibly proud of her for showing up in a with vulnerability and honesty and a desire to overcome this so she can live her best life. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. You know, it's really one thing to talk about coaching, but it's another to hear and see how it could work for you. So please enjoy. Tamika. Hi, Holly. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I'm so excited you're joining me for this coaching demo, and this is your first time doing coaching, so I am so excited to experience this with you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. So um, as we as we discussed in our, pre- our pre-session talk, we're really going to work on kind of one topic that you're really struggling with, with the goal to walk away with some type of forward action for you to move forward on. A thought clarity or an action for you to take to some type of forward trajectory for you today. Okay. So what exactly would you like to work on today? I think the biggest thing that I'm struggling with right now is imposter sh- syndrome. Mm, yes. Never heard of it. <laughs> That's a pesky one. No, it makes total sense. That's a yeah. big one. And when you say imposter syndrome... Um, what does that mean for you? For me, it's, so I started a business and I'm in the process of trying to really put the business out and put myself out there as a business owner and as an expert in what I do. And because I don't necessarily have like 
all of the accreditations and the certifications right now, it's one of those where I'm constantly battling with myself about whether or not I need to focus on getting the certifications or if I'm actually capable right now of helping women the way I want to. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. It sounds like you started a business, but in your mind, maybe you're thinking you need these accreditations to feel a little more legit. And that's kind of holding you back from probably really growing your business. Yes. Yeah. No, that makes total sense that you'd be feeling that imposter syndrome. You know, in regards to this imposter syndrome, what specific goal would you like to accomplish by the end of this session? Um, by the end of the session, I'd really just like to try and maybe pull myself out just a little bit more and set one of those, set a stretch goal that'll, mm. it's a little scary, but at the same time, I know it'll help me get over that first hurdle. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, and I mean, you work with women to, you know, live authentically and not be afraid, you know, to reach for their goals. So it makes sense that you're maybe needing a little support to do that for yourself. Yeah. And tell me a little bit more. Um, I mean, obviously you're wanting to grow your business and help other women. Why else is achieving this goal of um, this stretch goal important to you? For me, the business idea came about just because I was going through a really rough period. And at that time, that was the first time that I really dealt with imposter syndrome, but I didn't know what it was at the time. Mm -hmm. And going through that and pulling myself out of that, that made me realize that I really want to help other women be able to do the same. But if possible, I'd like to get to them before they hit that point. And mm -hmm. so for me to be able to do that, I need, I need to be able to do that for myself a little bit more than what I have been able to at this point, because this is the largest thing that I've done. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. So it sounds like you, you, your passion is to help women before they get to this roadblock of the imposter syndrome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that way they don't have to spend all this time working through that and they can kind of help themselves before they hit that point. Yep. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. That's something important to you because I'm sure you felt the pain of being, feeling the imposter syndrome. Yes. Yeah. So what do you believe you need to resolve in order to achieve this goal? Um, let's see. I would like to, honestly, if I could just like get rid of it completely, the imposter syndrome, I would love that. But I, I don't think that's something that ever truly goes away. Um, mm -hmm. I think I would really just, hmm, trying to think of, exactly how I could do that. And I think maybe for me, that's the problem. I'm, I like to have control. I do have a bit of a control problem. <laughs> so I think for me, it's because I feel like when this really hits, I don't have that control, just learning how to get that control back quicker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it makes, yeah. So do you feel like, um, when this like imposter syndrome rears its ugly head, it really derails you for longer than you would like? Yes, it definitely does. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, like you said, um, I think it's probably for a lot of women out there and men too. Um, it's probably hard to get rid of this completely, but like, how do you manage it where it's not getting in your way? Yeah. Is that accurate? Yep. Yeah. And like you said, kind of pulling yourself out of that in a quicker way. Um, 
and managing it because it makes sense that when you have these thoughts, you can't control them. And that probably makes you more, you know, anxious because you're used to controlling things. You're used to getting stuff done. And then it's just this vicious circle that you sit in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, great. So we're going to really talk through imposter syndrome, kind of pulling yourself out, you know, at the end, having this stretch goal that's scary, but doable. And also really maybe talking through ways to manage it when you see it start to come up for you. Okay. Perfect. Does that sound great? Okay. Awesome. So um, when you, what are the thoughts that you have whenever this imposter syndrome comes up? For me, the main thing is just lack of a certification or some sort of accreditation. So like, for example, I realize, and this is a fairly recent realization for me, but I realize when it's really hitting me hard, I sign up for a million courses online. Okay. So like last week, Last week was one of the, because last week I, I actually verbalized a really big goal for me and I got so terrified that I ended up signing up for like five boot camps all at the same time. <laughs> so that okay. led to more anxiety. So it's just like, that's kind of the circle that I, I go through. Okay. So it starts to come up and you think, Hey, if only I had this certification, this accreditation, I would feel better. And then you sign up for courses just to kind of broaden your knowledge yes um and how has that worked for you in the past um it's actually in some cases depending on what the course is it's okay the course isn't too long so I don't feel like it's pulling me away from actually working on what I want to work on and in some cases after taking the course I realize that's not really what I want so then I just feel like I've wasted the time and the money when I should have been focusing mm-hmm. on my business. Okay. So it's kind of a, you learn something new, but it doesn't really move the needle. And then you're still left with this thought of, I don't have the certification or accreditation. Yes. Okay. Have you thought, what are the, your thoughts on receiving some type of certification or accreditation that would be meaningful for you? I still want to want to achieve that. I would still love that. Um, one of the main things, actually, I think the only thing that stopped me from getting my my life coach certification, well, the life coach certification would have focused on goal setting. Mm-hmm. The main thing that stopped me was just putting myself out there and finding people to work with, because there's a certain amount of hours that you have to get, you know, working one-on-one with people to be able to get that accreditation. And okay. for me, it was just the fear of putting myself out there. Okay. So it is, um, so do you, what I'm hearing maybe is that it's not so much the fear of the accreditation or not having accreditation or certification, but maybe more just the fear of putting yourself out there. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say that. Yeah. Does that feel right for you or am I off on that? No, that's right. I, that's one of the things because I, whenever I, you know, try to introduce myself, I, I don't call myself a life coach because I don't have that accreditation. But at the mm, same okay. time, it's it's one of those where it's like, I just I haven't put it out there. Right, right. You 
know, because it's interesting because you said that, you know, your um, the hours of working with others to get your certification, like that was something you were even hesitant in doing, which would get you your end goal of accreditation and credentialing. Yes. Yes, it's just yeah. me putting it out there and, and looking for people. I, for me, I think it's it's just knowing that or at least feeling that once I put it out there and I have that, you know, that first client or, you know, that second client, then it's just like, am I really ready for this? Mm, okay. So is there a little bit of fear of success that I'm hearing? I think so. Yeah. I don't feel failure. That's one of the things I realize. I, I don't feel failure or fear failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, and it, I mean, I. It's perfectly normal for you to be scared. It's a scary thing. It's being vulnerable. It's. Um, I always, you know, talk as a coach. Like, if I was selling a pin, it would be way easier to sell a pin. But I'm selling myself, and it's more personal, right? Yeah. Like, you don't care. Somebody's like a pin. You're like, okay, you don't like black pins. You want a blue pin or whatever that looks yeah. like. So it makes sense that you would be very, um, very hesitant on putting yourself out there. It's totally normal. Um, you know, thinking back into a time in your life, either per, per, personally or professionally, when have you had to put yourself out there and you weren't totally comfortable doing it? Um, well, I'd say this is probably, there have been different experiences throughout my entire career. Um, I've always been one of those really high achieving people. So when I was in the military, there was a point in time where I ended up having to, even as the most junior person in my office, I ended up having to be the person to to work with my, my master chief and have that one-on-one time with him and with our maintenance officer. And it was, for me, that was terrifying, but I ended up being the go-to person anytime they needed somebody that they could trust. And then I'd say just like, in my, in my corporate job, there have been so many different experiences where, you know, for um, a previous position that I had, I ended up having to step up and be the person to give training every week to all of our new hires. So that was another, another thing. And eventually, I always work myself through. It's mm-hmm. just, it takes, for me, it takes a long time because I seem to just keep replaying the same stories in my head until I get used to doing whatever that thing is. And it just feels like it takes a while sometimes. Okay. So like in these other, you know, when you talked about working with the master chief and then a corporate doing the training in both of those circumstances, did it feel like it took you a while to become totally comfortable with being kind of the expert in those areas? Yes. Yes. I'd say probably not quite as long when, when I was in the military, just because I was younger so I was 18 mm. when I went into the military. I feel like as I get older, it takes a little bit longer to pull myself out. Yeah. And, you know, you had mentioned the stories you tell. What are What is the main story you tell yourself? I think the main thing is just I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So if I don't spend the time doing all of the extra hours of research and then, you know, checking and double checking and triple checking my work, then I potentially will look like I'm, you know, like I don't know what I'm talking about or what I'm doing. 
And does some of that come from your military? Do you think a lot of that comes from your military background? Um, some of it does, but not really. I don't know exactly when that started, but I actually I think that may have started more in the corporate world than in the military. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, do, like this feeling of you wanting all your eyes dotted, all your T's crossed, everything's perfect, make sure everything's great, and then you kind of deliver in corporate. But here, you're creating your own business and there's nobody to really tell you that it's perfect or that it's ready to go. And so you're just spending all this time cerebrally on it and it's never getting out into the real world. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And what, you know, what are on a scale of one to 10, one being no way, no chance, never in a million years to a hundred to 10 being a hundred percent. What are the chances that you don't know what you're talking about? Um, in in this in your in your um, you know your coffee yoga life company. Well, the, with coffee yoga life, it was built based on my experiences. So there's reality is there's no chance whatsoever that I don't know what I'm talking about because I've already lived it. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's your yeah, nobody knows you better than you, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what does it feel like to say that? Like when you said that. Yeah, that was. Not something I had thought about in that way, but it is, it's kind of funny. It's one of those where it's like, okay, you have no reason to keep feeling like this. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, nobody, um, you know, you and I could teach the exact same thing and it would be a, a same topic and be totally different because we come from different backgrounds and different careers and different, you know, all that. Um, so it's based on your experience. So what does it look like to say, when I go out, I do know what I'm talking about because I'm not trying to sell on, you know, market my business based off of somebody else, just my knowledge. Yeah, that, looking at it that way does make it feel a bit, makes it feel actually a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because what would change for you if, what would change for you if you woke up or not woke up? You are, it's like early where you're at. You're like, I just woke up. I'm all day. <laughs> you know, if this afternoon you were like, I'm going to do something today to help promote my business. What would it look like to enter that in knowing it's just based off of your experience? It's not off a certification. It's not off an accreditation. It is just based off of Tamika's life. I really think that would make it. Now, as you say that, it's funny because I can feel like in my head, I'm still arguing that. Okay. What is, what's the argument? It's still that maybe it's just perception because for me, that's such a huge thing in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. If you don't have, you know, certain degrees or if you don't have certain experience very visible experience mm -hmm. that you can point to, then people just automatically assume that you don't know what you're talking about or, or that you're just, you know, they'll just like push you off to the side and say, okay, well, we need somebody who has these qualifications. Got it. So you're, um, and can I ask you what you do in corporate world? Yeah. So I work with um, program managers and I am um, the quality assurance manager for whatever program I'm assigned to. 
So my job is okay. to make sure that they're following that they're focusing on the customer's expectations and you know the customer relationship and satisfying the customer, but also that we're following all of our regulations internally and as well as you know any federal regulations that we have. Oh my goodness. Okay. So it would make that you know that on top of everything else and make sure that's your background. So you're living in a world where everything needs to be great, needs to be great quality the metrics matter, all that. So it would make sense that that's still this like little, I don't use the word devil on your shoulder, but that yeah. voice kind of saying, yeah, but what will people think? And you don't have a background. So that makes total sense that those are kind of butting up against each other. Yeah. And what to you is the difference between the corporate world and what you want to do with coffee yoga life? The main difference is getting rid of the stress and focusing on what it is like for for the women that I want to work with, I want them to focus on what it is that they want to achieve for themselves. And in corporate, you don't have that corporate. Everything that you do is to achieve somebody else's goal. Mm-hmm. And you don't have the freedom to make those choices for yourself. And so, you know, and you said, you don't have the freedom to make choices for yourself. Is this, this business, is this really one of the first times um, professionally that you've been able to make decisions for yourself? Yep. Yeah. I mean, in the military, everybody knows you, you, unless you be actually no. even once you become an officer, you're not making decisions for yourself. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. No, not even then. (laughs) No, you still have somebody to answer to. So yeah, this is really the first time where it would be me saying, this is what I want, me deciding how I'm going to make it happen. Basically me just saying, you know what, I'm going to take today off or this is where I'm going to focus. So this is the first time that I have this, this much control over anything. And how is, how has that been for you? The idea of it is awesome. There are times where there's there's a little bit of that frustration just because I'm like, I wish I had, you know, somebody else to to give me some sort of guidance. Mm-hmm. But I think more of my frustration comes from the fact that I am still working corporate, so I can't put as much time into my business just yet. Right. No, that, yeah, that makes sense because you have this passion for this piece, but you're still having to kind of show up eight to five at your corporate job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, thinking through how, how much do you think um, when you look back on the thoughts you've had and when you kind of get blocked for doing things with this imposter syndrome, how much of that is tied up in that this is just new for you and that you get to make all these decisions for your business? Mm, Actually, I think a good majority of it is, is that I'm the one responsible for it. And basically it's all on me. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because it sounds like you've been part of a team for most of your adult life with military and a corporate. So it's like, this is just Tamika's company. Yeah, that's very true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's like all these feelings of um, discomfort and not knowing if you can do it and not knowing if it's right. Those are all pretty normal, right? Because I think we all, when you got into the military 18, I'm sure there were times you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. And you get your first job and you try a, a new fitness, whatever it is. Like, so these, 
feelings you're feeling are pretty normal, especially when you're starting out as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely are. I'd say, you know, it, I don't know if it's just me, but it definitely feels like the feelings intensify as you get older. Yeah. And what, why do you think that is? I think it's life experience. At 18, I felt like I owned the world. I didn't feel feel like anything could ever truly hurt me. And I knew because of how the military is and because of the training that you that you receive, I knew that if I had any questions or if I had struggled with anything, I knew exactly who my point of contacts were. We had our instructions. If I didn't understand something, mm. I had no problem whatsoever reaching out to somebody and asking for that help. Yeah. So and, you had some guardrails for your life. Yeah. In corporate, you don't have that because there are a lot of times, I mean, I've been lucky enough that most of the time I've been part of a great team, but corporate, there are, there are a lot of politics that you have to deal with and there's a lot of perception issues. So it's constantly trying to protect yourself. Mm. And, and how much of that is bleeding over into your personal job? Or your um, your coffee yoga life job. Um, yeah, I think a lot of that is, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Can you even imagine a world where these are two separate, um, where these are two separate entities that don't have? Sorry, let me rephrase that. Um, what could you do to kind of think? Hey, this these are two businesses accurate but their requirements are totally different for their success um like thinking through like your corporate job like yes you do need to have a certain degree or certain qualifications to be successful or to you know get the job but on this piece where it's your business you're creating out of your passion and your experiences and your expertise like it it doesn't require what your corporate job does Does that differentiation bring up anything for you? Um, it does when I because it's not that's not a way that I had thought about it. So that actually does I can like physically feel a, a lightening a little bit for me mm-hmm. because there's there's always been that little bit of anxiety and sometimes there's been much more than a little bit, but there's always been that, (laughs) that level of anxiety, but thinking about it that way. And honestly, I feel like right now I need to have that posted like right in front of my desk, like up on the wall that says for coffee yoga life, this is all you need. Mm, Yeah. I might do that actually. That will be homework. Yes. I think I'm going to do that. So for Coffee Yoga Life, what does it require? Just me. And Mm -hmm. one of the other things that I don't do well with, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what made you bring vulnerability up in this moment? Because for, for me to feel like I'm doing this based on my experiences, I have to share a lot more of my experiences to get that across. Mm-hmm. And I've had, I've shared some, but there's still a lot, like I'm not a person who 
generally opens up easily. So there are some things that I just haven't, I haven't put out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes, oh my gosh, it makes total sense. Cause you want to help and you know, your story will help, but your story is still personal to you. Yeah. Still your story. And it comes up with, you know, hardships and sadness and grief and joy and all that stuff. So it makes sense that that would also be a piece that's kind of holding you back from going into this, that one, okay, I can get, get down to it's just me, but oh crap, it's just me. That means I have to share me. Yeah. I don't know that I want to do that yeah. either. <laughs> yep. So it's, well, and you know, you think it through about um, experiences. How do you have, you know, cause you talked about for coffee yoga life, all I need is just me, right? Like we're going to put that on a post it we're going to put that somewhere just to come back so that way you know I don't need a degree I don't need a certification I don't need x amount in the field I just have to be me mm-hmm. you know so thinking through that what what are you comfortable sharing of you like and you don't have to give me all the details but do you have enough thoughts ideas stories that you feel comfortable sharing at this moment um, I think I do um, there are I believe I have about three or four stories right now that I'm comfortable sharing. Okay. So that's, that's really where I've been focusing with um, me sharing anything about my experiences, just, you know, the different aspects of those three or four stories. Okay. Nice. Cause you know, it's too, I think it's, um, I think vulnerability, something everybody struggles with, but it's like, um, usually you don't go from, um, open at like 20% to 100%, right? Yeah. So we're, you're like, I feel 20% open. How do we tell these stories to build the confidence and then it'll pique your interest for something else? Like it probably would not be real and authentic of you to just, you know, launch Coffee Yoga Life and be like, here's all my stories. <laughs> here's all my business, right? People will be like, oh, that's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. So you can still be authentic and still save pieces of you that you're not comfortable right now. Yeah. And I think maybe I'll just, maybe that's something else I need to post up. Just these are my stories that I'm willing to share right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of stickies. You're making the wall. rules for this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lots of stickies. <laughs> I love stickies. Me too. Um, Cause you're creating this business, right? You could, you could share those stories over and over a million ways, different pieces three to four stories if you wanted for the next year or whatever that looks like. Like you get to create how much of you you want to share. Yeah, yeah I think that's an important remo- uh, reminder. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, so talking through, you know, we had talked about this, you know, and again, imposter syndrome, something that's not just going to be solved in one coaching session, but our goal is to have at least a little bit of something to start managing it. Um, and we had talked about, you know, you putting up some sticky notes, reminding yourself like coffee yoga life is a different entity than corporate and you just have to be you. And also you're in control of what you share. Um, what, you know, cause our original goal was for you to have a stretch goal. What now what we talked about here, what would be a stretch goal for you to accomplish this week? Um, funny enough, I already know what that is. And I okay. to start last night and then I deleted everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
I want to start working towards getting the experience that I need to get my um, my coaching certification. Okay. So what exactly is the experience you need to get this coaching certification? I believe it's um, 20 hours of coaching. Okay. So I think, so I'll just, I'll put it out there. There's, um, I'm going to be launching a course next month. And as part of that, I wanted to open up a few coaching slots. Okay. So as I'm working on getting the course ready to launch, I'm going to open up maybe five coaching slots just to at least get started and maybe set up, you know, three to four coaching sessions per person. That way I get the experience, but I'm also working with the people who are interested in my course and exactly what it is that I'm trying to teach. Oh, I love that. So there's a little, like there's a um, synergy between that. It's not just somebody you coach and then they're off. Like they're going to get to know you. They're going to get to experience you. You'll be able to figure out what their needs are, what their struggles are. And then as you build your program. Yes. Okay. So what do you need to do to start working on getting those four to five slots filled? Um, I have a few ideas. There are a few groups that I'm a part of. And I do have some people on my email list. So I'll put it in front of them first because they've been following me the longest. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can put it in my emails and then I'll post it. I'm still not sure about posting on my Facebook page. I have... I have a lot of people on my, my Facebook business page, but not many of them have converted to actually following my following me on my email list. So I feel okay. like, especially with me only looking for five people, I feel like my email list, I should be able to get that between that and then people who register for my course. Oh, nice. Okay. When would you like to get that email out? Um, let's see. I'll say by next week. That gives me the rest of this week to finish building because I'm trying to, I just opened up the course for pre-registration. Okay. So I have a few things left to to work on in the background of that. And then I can, I'll feel confident to put out the email. Okay. So email next, what is next Wednesday? Yes. Have it ready to go by next Wednesday? Okay. Is there any reason you don't think you would be able to get that done by next Wednesday? Um, other than me stopping myself, no. <laughs> well, we're not going to do that, right? Because it's you. It's you. You're just sharing you. That's all you're yeah. doing. Yeah. I don't yeah. think that I can't do it, honestly. I'm that person. I always know that if I'm doing something new, I know I'm going to get it. It's just working through the anxiety and just constantly pushing myself. That's the hard part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like the, the um, logistical piece you can deliver, but it's just getting the, getting the thoughts and the courage to do it. Yeah. What I'd encourage you too, as you're doing this is to really think through like, who am I, who am I not supporting because I'm scared to write this email? Oh, I like that. You know, like who am I robbing 
my knowledge and my compassion and my coaching from because I'm sitting in fear of not writing this email. Yeah, I like that. I think that might actually help me a lot. I'm going to put that right now. I don't know how much wall space I'll have left after this, <laughs> but I'm going to put this up. Yeah. That's funny. It's like a, you have to, it's in the bathroom, kitchen, laundry room, ceiling. Hey, sometimes you just need them everywhere. You need those little reminders. You turn your head. It's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I think that's a great one. Like, who are, you know, who am I robbing of, like, you know, because if you're, you want women to not be afraid to reach for their goals, like, how can you be the leader for those women by working through your fear to reach your goals? Yeah. yeah. You know, and I always, you know, because even, you know, I'll just share, even as a coach, I have those fears sometimes, right? I'm like, will anybody care? Will, will this resonate? I'm like, if it reaches one person and impacts their life for the day, it's worth my time. Yeah, that's very true. I do agree with that 100%. You know, because you don't know what that will lead to you don't know how they'll impact somebody else like so I think it's kind of restructuring that to like it's not about the email it's about the impact yeah you know an email is an email right like we get a million of them a day but if the email contains life-changing information like you know how do you come back to who am I taking this away from yeah, yeah I like that And then is there any, so I think that's a great, you do you feel good that that's a good stretch goal for you? Uh, that's kind of makes you a little anxious, but also, you know, you can accomplish. Yeah, because it's only five people. And I think part of that fear was me just trying to figure out how I was going to do, you know, 20 hours of coaching. And I think mm. at the time I was wondering if I was, you know, if it was going to have to be like 20 different people. And that to me just felt really overwhelming. Yeah, for sure. I love that though, because like five people, four, three, four sessions a piece, like you'll really be able to like see the impact and the change and the progress with these women. Yeah. Yeah. So I will do that. That's, that's much easier. Okay. Yeah. And then as a added homework challenge, what is something you can do that maybe you've had an idea or a thought um, what's something you can do that will kind of put yourself out there in a way that makes you feel a little vulnerable, but will help you that, you know, is going to help coffee yoga life. Uh, well, one of the things that I've been doing is um, looking for podcast interviews. So I've actually done, I believe four interviews now. So that's one of the ways that I'm, I'm really focused on. It gets my story out there and it's reaching mm -hmm. new audiences and it's just, you know, another way for me, sometimes it's just easier to talk about it than to try to write a blog post, because I don't think you can always convey the messages and the experience with a blog post. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes that emotional piece, you hear more in somebody's voice when they're talking. Yeah, no, for sure. Do you do much video on your business page? No video. I am absolutely terrified to do. <laughs> you're like okay holly it's too much for the day no video yeah no it's uh videos uh yeah that's a that's a scary thing yeah but i love the podcast that's a way for you to genuinely tell your story in a more impactful way than just you know a quick blog yeah yeah and that's i think for me it's easier because it's more of just like a conversation so i'm getting mm -hmm. more confident and more comfortable doing the podcast interviews and i just signed up for um it's a membership it's like it's not 
it's a new membership. So there's not a ton of podcasts, but the potential for growth of that membership is huge. And so you get a more intimate view of, you know, the podcasters, what their message is, who they're trying to reach. And so I'm really looking forward to building out my profile in there and start reaching out to other podcasters. Oh, very nice. Okay. So that is that something like that you want to continue to do to reach out to get your story out on podcasts? Then? Yes. Yes. I actually have a goal to have, I believe, 10 podcast interviews by the end of this year. So I've already done four. Okay. So I just have six more to do. Okay. Lovely. You're on track for that. Have you, and then do you share those podcasts with your community? Yes. Whenever the, I've only had one that's actually been released so far. There's a couple more and I have one scheduled for um, early November, I believe. So anytime, you know, once everything is ready and they're ready to, you know, release the podcast interview or that episode, then they'll send me the information and I can then share that with my, my followers and in my email list. Oh, that's great. That's such a great way for people to learn more about you and your story and what makes you unique and talented to help serve them. Yeah. Let me get the word out. Okay. So as we're kind of wrapping up today, um, we talked about you putting up some post-its just to kind of start building into your mindset these new rules for your company. Mm -hmm. You know, like what are the new rules and the rules? It's just me. Yes. <laughs> Um, and also the reminder of like, if I don't put this out in the world, who am I taking from? Who am I not serving? Um, and then you're going to work on the email distribution or excuse me, your email to go on your email distribution next Wednesday. Yes. Um, asking for coaching clients and then continuing the podcast interviews, which sounds like it's an exciting way for you to get your story out. Yes. Yes. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add on for homework from today's session? Um, no, just because I know for me, actually sending out that email is going to be a bit scary. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think, I think this is good. This, me putting up those reminders, I think will help me as I keep pushing through, you know, getting everything set up on the back end. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Like you said, just those little reminders that every day, if you put it wherever it is in your house, you walk by three or four times a day, just seeing that reminder and a reminder, like I, 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 I can sit there and it can be perfect, but if it never leaves my laptop, it doesn't help anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's great. It looks great on your laptop, but you know, nobody, the women out there that need Tamika in their life, like they're not going to have that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, as we wrap up, tell me an insight you had about yourself during today's session. Um, the, I think for me, the biggest insight is just how much my corporate life has impacted my ability to just stand in my own power. It's not something I had really thought about. And it's mm -hmm. one of those, I realized corporate, corporate isn't something that I thought I would enjoy it. We were, when I first started working at my, at my company, we were a small business. There were, I'd say about 200 people and multiple offices. Now we're part of a company that's, I want to say over 70, maybe almost 80,000 people globally. Oh my goodness. So that change, I was really excited for the move to corporate, but now that I see what corporate really is, it's, it's huge and it's very impersonal and 
Mm-hmm. I never really put together how much that impacted me in other areas of my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's something I really have to think about and I really need to think about what my plan is going forward. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's, I love that such a great insight because it's our quote work lives can, they merge so much into our everyday thoughts. So it's kind of figuring out what, what can you can put in the box for your corporate life? And then what is your real, not your real life, but your, you know, your, your company yeah. look like um, and how to kind of differentiate those. Yeah. Well, I am so excited to hear how this goes. And I know you're going to get those five clients and get those hours of coaching knocked <laughs> out so soon. Yes. Thank you so much for this. This was, this was awesome. Mm, well, thank you for your time and for sharing your struggles, which I know so many people out there resonate with. So I appreciate you sharing with me and I um, look forward to hearing how this works for you. Definitely. Can't wait to let you know once I've sent out that email. <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks, Tamika. Right. Thanks, Holly. How about that? What'd you think? I had the best time with Tamika. What nobody tells you about coaching before you get in it is how rewarding it is as a coach to have these sessions. I'm always on fire after my sessions with the clients because I see them moving so much closer to living their truest life. One thing that I thought was so great about Tamika's session is her insights. I always loved asking that question at the end because it's so fun to see what people come up with. And she shared that she didn't realize how much her corporate life thoughts of who she should and needed to be there were butting up against who she wanted to be with her personal business. And I love that insight. And I think it goes back to, you know, also when I talked at the beginning of the episode is that so often what we think is our problem, it's really not our problem. There's something else deeper than that. And that's what coaching's really about is really digging into the true block to the true belief that's not serving you to the real reason why you're not making for trajectory for your life. And so I commend Mika for showing up in a place of vulnerability and honesty and really making the investment herself to move forward. And I hope this gave you a better vision of what coaching is and what it could do for you. You know, at the end of the day, coaching is really about looking at your current life thinking about what you want and what's important to you and honoring that fire and then creating a strategy to make it happen. And you saw a little bit of that today and that Tamika is going to move forward in reaching out to her certification, which is important for her, for her business. And also those reminders starting to build that mindset of this is who I am. And that's so equally important as well. I'm currently looking at my um, sticky notes on my wall. So I was just so proud of her for making that those, starting those build those strategies to make that forward trajectory for her business and for her personal development. So thank you so much for tuning in. And if this resonated for you, if you're like, oh, I get it. I get coaching now and I want to know about it, know more about it, reach out to me. You can email me at holly at hollycrevo.com or even book a session if you're ready to get down to business right now at hollycrevo.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-K-R-I-V-O.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And if this episode was fun for you and you want to see more of this, please let me know. I'd love to kind of mix this in with interviews, but I want to know what you as a listener would be um, beneficial for you. So feel free to email me that as well. And thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, you owe it to yourself to make the investment and the time to make your truest life happen. And remember, I'm rooting for you.